Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 330. I tend to be someone that has to be hit over the head over and over in order for something to sink in. And I'm speaking figuratively, right? Now, that's why I love teaching because it's built in repetition of concepts. It really forces me to slow down and to learn and relearn over and over so that I can then go teach. One of the hardest lessons for me personally that I've had to be hit over the head with over and over and over again throughout my adult life, but perhaps also the most transformative lesson I've learned has been this, habits spell freedom. I'm going to say that one more time for you. Habits spell freedom. I did not used to view habits that way. I definitely had it in the all or nothing version before where I would use all my willpower and motivation to go after new habits, do them all at once, get immediately burnt out and then blame myself. It was just another way for me to feel bad about my own dedication and my lack of willpower seemingly. Now, now I know better. I know now that habits spell freedom, meaning my personal habits can unlock the life I want and help me be the person I want to be day to day, or my habits can keep me stuck. Now, I have learned this lesson in many ways from knowing that my own sleep habits were getting in the way of me being a present in control mom to how my podcast thrives best when I have routines around producing it to looking at my long list of goals one year in 2019 and knowing that the most important thing I could do to make all those big dreams and goals happen was to better manage my time. So those are just three of maybe the thousands of times I've been hit over the head with this. 
If I want to be who I want to be, and if I want to prioritize what really matters to me, then I need habits that help align my identity with my life. Habits spell freedom. John Dryden said, quote, we first make our habits and then our habits make us, unquote. That is why this month, our theme is maximize habits. When we think of maximizing, we think usually about this crazy amount of over-the-top effort. We think about giving it our 110% work. We think of all or nothing. Now, if you're like me, when this way doesn't work, what do you do? You blame yourself. And I have literally heard this from someone in our community. She said, who else is there to blame? But what I am going to tell you today is that that attitude, that all or nothing attitude and that method of, is actually sabotaging your habit formation in both the short to long run. What if I were to tell you that in order to maximize your habits, to make them better, yes, but far more sustainable too, you actually need to simplify both how you form habits and how you view habit formation. So again, in order to maximize your habits, you actually need to simplify it all. While we are going to talk about habits all month long, today I want to give you the process to implementing habits in your life in ways that are simplified and doable and also the best news in ways that make your habits stick. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Did you hear the news? My foundational course for About Progress is live. It's called Finding Me. And I have to tell you, I have been totally astounded by the response to this course. So many more of you have signed up than I even expected. And it's proved to me that this is what we have needed in this community. I think the past year plus has really helped us as women have, you know, the veil pulled, peeled back from our eyes and we can see where we are missing out on our own lives, how we are not sure of our own place in our present, let alone our future. And maybe we look at ourselves in the mirror and wonder, who is that staring back at me? About progress exists because of my own experience of feeling so terribly lost in my beautiful life and how I worked to uncover my identity again, to find me. I am now inviting you on the same path. And while all good growth takes time, this six week course is sure to give you the tools you need to share the same transformation I've had, but in far less time than it took me. You will learn how to take back your choices, form a life story that you can be proud of, and uncover who you are and what matters to you so that you can have more authenticity and confidence and alignment in your life. You can become a founding student of this course by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash finding me 
so you can go from lost to found. Again, that's aboutprogress.com forward slash finding me and we have that all linked up for you in the show notes. Now, normally in these intro episodes, I do a little segment in the beginning where I do a do something update. I'm now going to put that at the end. So be prepared. We're going to dig into our material here on how to maximize habits by knowing the process. Alexander Pope said, to err is human. But I say to make a failed New Year's resolution list is human. It doesn't matter if that happened to you this very year or if you quite recently experienced a real habit fail of your own. The fact is, is that most of us fail at implementing new habits most of the time. And why is that? Well, there are many factors. I've actually taught an online class on this a few times the past year to well over 1,000 students. And I've decided I'm going to turn that into an affordable online class for you soon. But I want to talk a little bit more about what this is for us. I just want to touch on that. The reasons behind habit fails people have shared with me in this online class have been vast, but I can usually distill them down to three main factors. Most people respond by saying that their habit fails were due to three things. One, they blame themselves. Two, they blame others. Or three, they blame their circumstances. Now, I'm not going to do toxic positivity on you here and say, well, none of those matter and just change your mindset and change everything. Although mindset is so important. We're going to talk about that today. But I am going to say while these totally hold merit and a portion of truth to them, The real reason our habits fail 99% of the time is not due to the blame being on ourselves or on others or our circumstances. It's actually due to our implementation while we form these new habits. I want you to just take that in for a minute. While these factors totally do have some weight in how our habits can be hard, the underlying reason behind all of the ways that we blame ourselves or others or, or our circumstances is actually a deeper reason. It's that our implementation is broken, not us, not others, and not our, our circumstances. To help you understand this better, I want to go back to that New Year's resolution list. Maybe the past one you experienced just this year or another in other years in the past. I want you to recall what has the process looked like for you in the past with your New Year resolution. For me, it's usually involved taking an hour or so and you know, thinking really deeply and reflecting, imagining what I want by the end of the year and who I want to be and all the ways I want to improve. And then me setting about a dozen intentions and goals, all known, you know, as resolutions. And then my implementation of that list, it starts on January 1st, where I'm so high on motivation and great energy. And I'm so, so ready to go for it. And I work on changing all the things all at once. And I might last a few weeks, or I might make it even a month or two or three. But before I really recognize what is happening, my motivation has waned my energy dropped, life has happened, my kids have gotten sick, I got a big work project, my husband encourages me to watch movies late at night, and before I know it, my good intentions, my list of resolutions are just another way I can beat myself up and say, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get these habits to stick? When you hear me talking about that, are you able to cue in to why I am not the one to blame or even my circumstances or others in my life. 
when you see it listed out like that, when you see it in someone else's implementation, it's so obvious. You're like, Monica, that was too much. It was too soon. You were too reliant on motivation. You were set up to fail because you're not a superhuman robot. So let's turn the tables. And I'm going to tell you that your past way of trying to form habits, whether it's with a new year resolution list, or even just the past week with one habit you wanted to do, it was likely too much too soon. It was too reliant on motivation. And you were set up to fail because you are not a superhuman robot. So stop blaming yourself. I want you to recall a recent habit fail that you had. Habit fail. And you know, while people often say like, what are your regrets? And like maybe celebrities in an interview are like, oh, I have no regrets. And I'm like, come on now. It's okay to say, I failed at this thing. I think we should take back our own insecurity around the word failure because it's okay to fail. It's okay to have some regrets. It's part of being human. So that was me totally digressing there. But take a minute to think of a recent habit fail you had. And these are good things believe it or not, because we can learn from them. One of the habit fails that I had was in the summer of 2020, before the school year began, I knew that I'd be homeschooling my kids, you know, for many reasons, which I've gone, <laughs> gone through in, in other episodes, we're totally going back to school in the fall of 2021. But as I was gearing up for that, I thought, okay, we don't want to go from like zero to nothing. So I'm just going to do a circle time each day with the kids. We'll take a half an hour. We'll do some deep breathing. We'll read some books. We'll do some spiritual study together. And it'll be great. We'll get in the motion. We won't start from scratch. Well, my friends, it crashed and burned in like a week. (laughs) And I didn't do it at all. And the reason why is because even though I thought in my mind, oh, this is small, this is doable, 30 minutes of sitting with my kids and teaching them lessons and helping, helping them hold still and all these routines surrounding that that wasn't simple. It was too much too soon. And it was too reliant on my own high motivation to make it happen. So again, take a minute and reflect on a recent habit fail you had and look at it objectively, like you would if it were for a friend. How was this habit fail more about the implementation than it being about you? Really consider that. Now next, what I'm going to do is teach you about the process to creating habits that then you can maximize with time. Now, hopefully by this point in the episode, you are most assured that our implementation is broken, not just us. I want to officially introduce to you the process. And when I say the process, think about quotation marks being around the process and the process being in all caps. And like I'm an announcing, like I'm announcing it like this movie trailer, the process, because this is really important. This is a foundational principle to everything and about progress. It applies to so many things, but in particular, we're going to apply it to habit formation right now and throughout the throughout the rest of this month. Now I go way more in depth with what you are learning today in the class that I taught the past year a few times how to make habits that stick. So again, I am going to flesh it out into a short and affordable course or class, not a full course, but a class coming out in recent months. So stay tuned for that. But let's start with the foundation and something that I teach in this class, and it's called the process. This is what the process is. Take note. Are you ready? Small wins build over time. 
And I want you to be able to repeat the process to yourself anytime I like snap my fingers and ask you to recall it. So what was that again? The process is small wins build over time. The process is the thing that will help you achieve lasting, sustainable, dramatic growth. Do you want to change for good? Then how you do it, my friends, is by leaning into the process, by focusing on small wins, building over time. Why do we not want to believe the process? Because all or nothing is so much more easier for us to digest and to want to be true. All or nothing is modeled to us. It's applauded. And the truth is, is we want it to be true. We want the overnight success that all or nothing seems to promise us. But all or nothing does not work. It's actually the surefire way to create massive burnout Or if you do manage to achieve what you want through all or nothing, I can absolutely promise you that where you get to that goal, that growth will not last over time. If you want growth that lasts, that is both sustainable and dramatic, then you need to to believe and practice the process. So I just said the two things that are vital for the process to work. One, you have to believe in the process. And two, you have to practice the process. Have you ever heard of the compound effect? I learned about this years ago, like years ago. I think I'm going back way back to junior high TLC classes when we were learning about bank accounts and saving money and how to write a check and all of that. And they talked about if you want to save a million dollars, how do you do it? And we all talked about these like extreme ways that we could earn the money and save the money. Um, and yeah, they were all outrageous. But our teacher taught us then, and my dad taught me this for years, and we've learned it throughout our adult life too, is that the way to make a dramatic savings account is to save a little bit each day, or even just a little bit each month, like a small amount each month. That is the compound effect. The compound effect is basically that if you put a penny in every day, you're going to get a lot more than if you're just trying to go for like $100 um, every two months or something like that. The compound effect is also carrying, it also carries an exponential effect, which is so magical. It seems like it can't be real, but it is true. This is scientific fact. The compound effect is not only will your small wins build over time, but they'll also grow to be exponential along the way. Crazy, right? That is the process. This is the process at work, the compound effect. So you must start small. And you must build small wins and then do that over time. All good growth takes time. And as painful as that might be to accept, if you believe in that and you believe in the process and you practice the process, then you will find that good kind of growth that you are wanting. Oh, sounds so good, right? So how does this work with habits in particular? Because again, the process, small wins building over time, applies to anything you can think of, relationships, um, even your own physical health, uh, becoming a writer, working on your talents, finding ways of self-care, and also habits. So how does it work though with habits in particular? You have to focus on small versions of the bigger habit you want 
instead of starting with what you want. And that's going to drive you nuts in the beginning because you're going to think, no, I don't want to start with this tiny habit. I want a morning routine or I want to, I need to go to bed earlier or I really need to move my body. My joints need it. I have to move my body this amount of every day. Now, those are great and those are so important, but those are full grown habits that involve a whole bunch of routines with that. Do you know that most of the time when people say what habit they want, they're actually talking about a routine and a routine is several habits all strung together in a habit chain. And it's really hard to start a new habit when it's actually a whole new routine and multi-stepped. If you're feeling overwhelmed about that and you recognize, oh my goodness, I've been doing this wrong forever. Don't worry, I'm going to teach you what to do about that whole big habit chain that forms a routine after we hear a word from our sponsors. Okay, let's go back to what we were just talking about, how you think you have a habit you want to work on. And what it really is, is a larger routine that is full of small habits all strung together. What do you do with that? So what you actually have to do is, yes, know where you want want to end up and think about those larger goals, but then you have to break them down to a smaller habit that you can then string together with another small habit and then eventually another small habit until it will gradually build into this larger routine that you thought was the habit you wanted to start with. So let's take a morning routine, for example. So let's say maybe before I learned all about this stuff from habits, by the way, I have loved to study about habits for years, but the things I'm sharing with you today come from a couple of primary materials. Um, Growth Mindset by Carol, Carol Dweck is a big one, as well as The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg and The Atomic habits by James Clear. So I recommend those. Okay, but let's go back to before when I was starting on habits, I thought, I really need a morning routine. Like I must have that. I know it will bless me. It will help my family. It will help me have more energy and me time. And I'll be able to be more present and be the person that I want to be each day. So I thought, great morning routine. That's my new habit. So for me, that involved in my mind, okay, that means I wake up at least by 6.30, if not earlier. And usually most of the time I'd say like 5.30, I'm waking up, but I'm still trying to make this more reasonable. So I wake up by 6.30, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to read my spiritual readings for that day, and then I'll exercise and get ready. That's what I used to think would be the new habit, but really that's a larger routine. So what I want you to do is do what I just did and think of the larger routine you want and list it all out. And that way you'll be able to identify the list of smaller habits that that larger routine really involves. And then you think, okay, so now where do we start? Do we just do it? Do we do all of the above? No, you have to choose. And what I'd advise you to do is to start with the one that's a surefire, make it or break it for the larger routine that you want in time. Let me paint a picture for you. A few years ago, again, just at the very beginning when I was starting to get into habit formation stuff, I did something called the get up early challenge. And it kind of went like in my version of the word viral, meaning like 100 people joined in and I was super excited about that. But the get up early challenge, I was like, I had this long list of ways we're going to do this, friends. We're going to, you know, get to bed early. We're going to wake up at this time. We're going to say, I want to get up early. Like I had this great list. And while it was so like fun and motivating and we were all like, yes, I want to do it. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. 
I am so sorry, but I totally steered you wrong. (laughs) Because the way I went about that was terrible. The way I went about that was a surefire way to make you stop, drop and roll, but not because there's a fire, but because you're exhausted or you're burnt out. I made you start with an all or nothing. And I didn't even know I was. I'm so sorry. I was well-intentioned. Okay, but let's go back to what should I have done then? I should have one started with a larger routine in my own mind of what I wanted it to be and then recognize what are the small habits strung together that create this routine and which of those is something that Charles Duhigg calls a keystone habit. Now he talks about this more in the larger view of like keystone habits that affect our whole lives, but I like to even think about that with a, a small habit that you want to work on. Think of the keystone one, the one that will make or break the larger routine that you want. So if I were to look at that whole long list of things I needed to do, I would in fact realize that the keystone small habit that I needed to start with, make it or break it, that would eventually either make my bigger routine successful or not, was not the time I was getting up or the way I was getting up or how I was doing that, my mindset or anything. It was actually starting the night before and working on having a clear shut off time at night with my all things digital. With I usually work at night, so maybe my computer or my phone or even Netflix. I needed to have a clear cutoff time at night. And that's the great thing about when you list out what a full routine you want that you thought was a habit, but it's really a whole routine, taking a look at what the small habits are that string that routine together. And you can better see, okay, which of these matter? And some of you might say, oh, it's this one. It's at the very beginning, or it's actually the middle habit that I thought I wanted as part of this larger routine. And some of you might be like me and you're like, oh my goodness, it's actually at a different time of day that's going to make or break this habit being possible. So I hope you've done that and think about what you're going to start with. Now, (laughs) this is the part where you're going to be like, I don't want that little habit. I want the whole thing. I want the bigger routine that that I want, that I told you I want, Monica. This is when I'm going to gently give you the hug and kick in the pants that we do here. And I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you this very firmly. Trust the process. You must believe in the process in order for it to work. If you don't believe it's going to work, then guess what? You're not going to put in the effort at all, even with the small habit. You're going to jump too soon to the next one. You're going to try to do like 10 at once. That's not believing in the process. It's knowing the process and not believing it. So you need to believe and practice the process because the truth is, is that this is just the starting place. This is just where you are beginning. It's not the end. This small habit that you're going to start with will build and build and even sooner than you think. There is something that I have called, and maybe it came from someone, but I I think this is from my own brain, so correct me if I'm wrong, a trickle-down effect with habits. That means even one small good habit, easily completed, will give you a baseline to build off of and something magical happens. It trickles down to other areas in your life and soon you'll see your, find yourself adding to that small habit, not just in that moment for the routine that you want, but in other moments to your day, there's a trickle down effect. And I talked about a baseline. A baseline is something that you can do even on the worst of day. And I'm gonna talk about that in a moment. But James Clear said this in Atomic Habits. He said, first you install a habit, then you optimize it. So in order for you to get that big, optimized, cool habit that you want, you first have to install a very small, messy version of that. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. Start small, then build. Now, when you start small, you do the 
baseline version of the bigger habit that you want. And that baseline is something that you can do even on your worst of days. One of James Clear's laws for habit formation is that it must be easy to do. And there's all this research and science behind this. And I would go into a lot more detail about that in the class that I'm going to eventually have online for you. But just trust me now, there's tons of research about this. You must start small, so small. That's why it's called atomic habits. You start so tiny, so, so small that eventually it's going to become a bigger thing and blow up, right? So my full night routine right now it's a whole routine, right? It's very multi-step now. It's more intense. I have a whole long list of things that I do each night. But on the worst of days, I know I my baseline versions of my habits. Initially, my baseline was just to plug in my phone by 10 p.m. That's what I can do on my worst of days. But now I have baseline versions of every little habit that I have that string along to my routine. So my baselines look like plugging my phone at 9.30, washing my face, writing one line in my journal and getting in bed. But the larger routine I have, if you want to know by comparison now, that's like, that's my worst of day before that I just shared with you. Now my best of days, I plug in my phone at nine. I do a whole skincare routine. I set out all my clothes for working out for the next day. Then I uh, do my goal planner, my day planner, I write in my journal and then I write in my Flex of Gold journal and then I read until I'm like almost drifting off, turn off my light and meditate until I fall asleep. I could not have started with that. There is no way. And in fact, I know it because I tried for many years and then blamed myself. The way I started was with that baseline version, the smallest version I could do my worst of days, which is plugging in my phone at a certain time of day. And gradually I was able to build on that. And even then, that whole routine I just shared with you, that's like what I do most of the time. But a few times a week, I do my baseline versions because it's what I can do my worst of days. I have a minimal way of completing that small habit, even in the bigger routine. It needs to be what you can do on the worst of days. So when you go back to this larger end goal that you want and you've broken it down, you've decided to start small, even there, think of what is the thing, the baseline that I can have, that I can do even on my worst of days. And I make that my goal. And anytime I do my baseline, I'm going to be proud of myself and know that I'm doing it right. Again, believe in and practice the process, my friends. Now to get to get you started with your small step, your small habit that you want to work on, I'm going to briefly introduce you to this idea called habit stacking, which is in all kinds of habit research, but I'll refer you to Atomic Habits where I first learned this. Habit stacking is like creating habit sandwiches over and over again. I am going to make this my own and call it a when-then pairing. Your habits cannot be successfully formed in isolation. Your new habits will work best when they are attached to something that is already happening. A when, a when. So example, when I kiss my kids goodnight, then I'll plug in my phone. That is one small habit, a when then pairing. When I hear my alarm in the morning, then I'll do one sun salutation. When I eat lunch, then I'll delete five pictures from my phone. That's a when-then pairing. Notice that each of those I gave you examples of for are both when-then pairings, but they're also small habits and they're baseline habits where I can do them on the worst of days. So when-then pairing 
is like the secret sauce to habit formation, especially when paired with the process of starting small and then building over time. So I know I've shared a lot of information with you. Clearly, I'm so passionate about this topic. Again, I'm going to have more of a, of a class on this online soon. So if you want to be first in the know for that, get on my go-getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash go-getter. It's not going to be a full course. It'll just be a simple, well, not a simple, it'll still be like a 90-minute class on this, but it'll be an affordable class for you. I want you to leave this introductory lesson or episode thinking about, okay, I know the larger routine I want to work on. I've broken it down into smaller habits. And now I'm queuing into one that's a make it or break it one. And now I'm going to create a when then pairing with it. What is that going to be? What's your when then? Pretty soon I'll do a little post on Instagram where I'll ask you to share yours. And I'd love for you to just pour in there and share your when then pairings. Or you can direct message me if you can't wait until then or you miss the post. I can't wait to hear what your when then pairing is with your small habit. Just a quick refresher for you though. The process is small wins build over time. You're going to hear that a lot from me and not just about habit formation. And to help you get started, I actually have a freebie for you and a whole list of when then pairings for progressors. That's what it's called. When then pairings for progressors. Isn't that awesome? And it includes a whole list of possible when then things you can do to create small habits that you can then start and build that I know most progressors will care about and that will help most of pro- most of our progressors. Don't do them all. Just go through that list. You can, it can help you brainstorm and it will take some of the anxiety away from this. So to get that, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash habits. That's H-A-B-I-T-S. Okay. Oh, I am so happy that we were able to talk about habit formation. Before I give you a little preview of who you will be hearing from the rest of this month, let's do my short segment called Do Something. This is where I share with you what I have been working on with my do something list. You can find that by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash do something 2021. And the first episode of this year released, I would refer you back to that to learn more about what do something is. It's both a process, it's both a mindset and a path. And when I share my do something list, I'm talking more about the path, the way that I am exploring and I'm getting curious and I'm leaning into um, learning who I am and uncovering who I am and uh, taking part in things that help me feel like myself. I'm going to be honest with you. The past month was all about finalizing some major choices for our house renovation. So I spent a lot of time doing that as well as preparing for the launch of finding me. So it wasn't a great do something month and months are just going to be like that sometimes, but I did try to move the pendulum forward in some small ways. I signed up for a water coloring class online with Colby Bloom called exploring watercolor 101. It's fantastic. I'm partway through it. It's not open for enrollment now, but I'll let you know if it is. And I am going to keep myself accountable to you and say that my in my May introductory episode, I'm going to share with you a painting or two that I finally completed. And I've also been very proud of myself to have been completing a few of my online classes lately. I did Beauty Redefined. I just finished Amy Porterfield. Oh, what are some other ones I did? I did a few more this past month. And so I'm just going to add that to my do something list now, like complete uh, 10 online classes because I'm now in a habit of doing them. And I'll tell you more about what that habit is soon. I've also been upping my reading as well. Right now I am listening to East of Eden. That's typically how I read books is by listening. And I'm at the tail end of a few other books. So that's what I've been working on with my do something list. I hope you've been working on yours too. It is never too late ever, ever, ever.
Okay, progressors, before we go, I'm just going to give you a little preview of what you can expect the rest of this month. It's going to be so fun. I am very excited. You are going to be hearing from the queen, Kendra Adachi from The Lazy Genius, and she is going to teach you how to be one. If you don't know who she is yet, go and follow her. You won't regret it. It was my Strive Hive members who told me about her and I fell for her hook, line, and sinker. Another woman that I'm a huge fan of is Sandra Chuma, and she is a habit coach that's going to help us learn how to start small a little bit more. So if that concept was confusing for you, don't worry. Sandra's got you. We're going to share more about her soon. Then we've got Sharin Eskandani, another oldie and goodie. She's been on the podcast before, and I basically begged her to be on. She's going to blow your socks off. She's going to talk about how to be better at procrastinating. And we're also going to hear from one of our very own listeners, Sarah Carruth, on adopting a growth mindset, which is so essential to habit formation and all good things. It is going to be such a full and awesome month for us. I have some growth spurts all planned for you too. I hope before I leave you today that you can hear me when I say this, do not discount yourself from listening this month. If habit formation has been something that depressed you in the past, remember you're not broken. Your implementation is believe and practice the process. Start small and then build and your growth will be both deep and broad. Go do something and remember life is about progress, not perfection. You can go check out Organifi's About Progress Exists because of my own. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.